You pick up. You pick up. You pick up. So, what should we do tonight? Anything's better than last night. All right. All right, then we should do something. Something sounds good. I have an idea. Why don't we rent a video tonight? Yeah, can we please? On a weeknight? Yeah, come on, Mom. It's okay. Sure. Come on. Let's throw caution to the wind. You pick up. 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 Welcome to the movie cellar, where we have a VHS collection and internet connection and uninformed opinions. My name is Dan. I'm George. And I'm Chris. Just Chris? What is that? <laughs> I, I didn't know if you were going to call me out. Of on course. Producer Chris. Producer Chris. Yeah, man. What? Just because it's the beginning of a season doesn't mean we got to get all fucky with what we are. No, it's not even <laughs> the beginning of the season. season man. man, we're in the episode two of our sophomore season. This is the B. Yeah, that's like pretty early on. It's the it's beginning. The, the B side, baby. It's twice as far as we were last week. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. We've gotten so far. We feel like Usain Bolt. <laughs> Dude, Usain Bolt got COVID. Did you see that? Yeah. I oh, saw that shit, shit. man. Did you see the, what happened with uh, Kevin Hart? You mean that they used his picture for the Usain yeah, Bolt? Yeah, and then, and then he totally like made a big joke out of it. Well, that was a good move, Dude, man. That was capitalizing. It was, yeah, he, he was like quick on that shit. Well, yeah, I didn't see anything he said. I just saw the picture that was going around of like the CNN article that had uh, Kevin Hart in place of Usain Bolt, which is funny because like they're not built anywhere near the same. <laughs> right. Um. Like, so what did what did shit. Kevin Hart do? Oh, I don't know. He he made I don't remember because you know I'm stoned, but uh, he made a joke about it like on Twitter or something. Yeah, um, like you would do, and it was funny. He's a but funny it was guy. just that it was so it was so fast, man. Yeah, that's the speed of like the right internet, man. Of that's the speed of the internet. Right. That's Twitter. You got to be on that shit. If you're if you're slow to the party, you're gonna miss the fucking party, right? Man, I'm I'm missing the fucking party. You are missing the party. You know, I think it's because you were so slow that you were just like, I can't keep up with this shit. And that's why you had to bail from Twitter. I realized tonight when I was explaining to you how to get to my other podcast that um, you're not on Facebook or Twitter. The only way to communicate with you like online is either through Instagram, which you've been messaging me on Instagram, which is super weird, um, or through SMS. <laughs> yeah. So if I don't talk... That's bad. I just don't if message do, anyone on Instagram. Chris, do you message with anyone on Instagram? Oh, so it's not weird that I messaged you. It's weird that I messaged you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. No, okay. uh, the only messages I ever get on – well, now I get messages from George as well. But, <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll get uh, wedding inquiries on Instagram. Right, right, through your professional but, I mean, stuff. Anything other – You pick up. Stupid. You pick up. Stupid. You pick up.
Stupid. You pick up. Stupid. Stupid. You pick what up. What is happening, Christopher? <laughs> okay, so I have an Apple Watch, <laughs> and it just like started reciting text messages that George had sent me. Fucking weird, man. Oh my god. No well, you're going to have to stoop it over that. I mean, unless you just Why? want. You pick up. You pick up. Was it? I yeah. Wasn't even I was. I was just in shock <laughs> of what was happening. It was like you pick up. Which, by the way, was like Siri, so it was like really uncomfortable to hear her talk. <laughs> you pick up. No, I was like, is that like an automated message? Did you say something? Oh my god, you're dying. I don't. I Did don't you know say something happened, to man. trigger Siri? You pick up. I have no idea. <laughs> what were we even talking about? I don't even know anymore. Uh, we were talking about what? Instagram and George messaging oh. us on Instagram. And you, I was asking you if you ever message with people on Instagram. And you said, no, I don't. Other I, than and your phone automatically responded with, <laughs> you pick up. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, fantastic. Um, I was in shock. Right yeah, there. I know. I was like, who is this? Who is saying this stuff? Um, I thought maybe it was a new feature, a new Siri feature. That'd be good. Think about that, Apple. Get on that shit. Um, by the way, Chris, uh, congrats on your first wedding of 2020. How did that go? Yeah, man. It's fun. It yeah. was, uh, my DJ for my wedding. It was his sister's wedding. Oh, nice. So yeah. he was there so, then. What's that? I assume he was there. Oh yeah, he. I had my own stuff with me, and then he's got uh, moving headlights, like these really extravagant lights. So my setup was intermingled with his stuff. So it was, Dude, it was really very cool. cool. Did he bring his turntables? Did you guys have like a little DJ duel? No, but at, at one point he hasn't seen me DJ. He he refers to me work all the time, but he hasn't actually seen me DJ. Well, right. So at some point during the night, he leans over my table, he goes. Dude, I didn't realize you were so fucking good. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing. I wasn't sure how to take that. <laughs> but I mean, it was a ton of fun. Maybe it says more about just take it this way, Chris. I would take it like it says more about the state of DJing in Maine for wedding DJs than it says about you personally. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotcha. Like, I think what he's saying is like, you're like way above what I would have expected of a DJ in Southern Maine doing weddings. He's, uh, he's really good at what he does too. Have you heard him live? Oh yeah. Well, he did my, he did my wedding. Oh, well there you go. Just, just other than that. The music at your wedding was fine, man. Well, that, (laughs) that DJ was from what I remember. That DJ, <laughs> Which ended up being a little foggy. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's kind of sketchy when like everybody wore their masks, masks and stuff until dancing and then when they're like leaning over trying to talk to you like to request songs and stuff, it's kind of yeah. stressful. Well, but, yeah, especially with that one outbreak from a wedding in Maine yeah, like a couple weeks ago. Someone just died from that. Fuck, dude. I think today. I saw I saw your uh, your brother in law posted that uh, Umaine Fort Kent has an outbreak. Has co- 
Yep. Fuck, dude. I mean, that's like out in the middle of fucking nowhere. If it's hitting there, that's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, no bueno. Yeah, dude. Well, hopefully the weddings keep at least trickling in to just keep keep the rust knocked off. Um, I saw that you yeah, and, that, was... that you were at you actually did a practice session before the wedding. <laughs> I had no idea she took <laughs> video of me. So I, most of my gear I haven't touched in like eight months because right. my last wedding was in uh, New Year's Eve 2019. So it's just been sitting. So I'm like, well, I need to like make sure one that I know how to put it together because it's been so fucking long. Right. And two that everything works works because and- I've had I've had stuff you know, that sat around, I go to turn it on and it doesn't fucking work anymore. Yeah. So plus you need to make sure you have had, all your cables and all that shit. Right. And like, there's no better right. way to make sure everything's going to work when you get there than just doing it before you go. I get that. Exactly. But she, she got that what, like 15 second clip of me. And I had, yeah, no dude. Fucking clip. it was great, man. So it I, was great. It makes total sense, but it was still funny to watch. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got, my whole my whole neighborhood can hear me. That was my yeah. my audience. <laughs> the, the cul-de-sac. Yeah, dude, you live on a cul-de-sac, man. You live in that fucking suburban dream, man. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, man. So you got that going on. Plus, you uh, recent did you get your did you get your uh, house inspector license thing? No, I'm still. I haven't looked at it in over a week. Um. I was plugging away hard there for a while. Yeah. But yeah, you were like, I'm actually, basically done. No, right? no, 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 no. I thought no, you no, were no. like I thought you posted on Facebook like I'm basically done. I just need to I just need to inspect oh, a few I'm, houses. I'm basically, I'm basically done with like the basic course. Oh, but okay. there's uh there's an advanced course which is fucking ridiculous. And then uh, mold remediation, so I could be a mold oh, remediation specialist. Gotcha. So yeah, I'm the basic part. I'm basically done, but everything else I got gotcha. you. So touch. what do you need to do to actually be able to inspect houses? Do you have to go through the full training, all the all the classes? No, you can do just the basic one and go yeah. out and inspect houses. But like anybody who's owned a home, you can probably do a basic home inspection because you. Right. You not only have you had them when you purchased the house, um, but you just it's kind of shit you just kind of know. Right. Like it's right. for the re it's like the real dummy, like home ownership for dummies. Make sure the faucets then, run, make sure the light switch works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so beyond that, you're getting into the more Yeah. You know, the our guy he did like know. our guy did like thermal testing to like see where heat was escaping the house and shit like that. Um, that's advanced stuff yeah yeah, yeah that was cool so, i mean i you posted on facebook like oh yeah i'd love to like inspect some people's houses i'm like you're not fucking inspecting my house i don't want to know what's wrong with it like, <laughs> <laughs> ignorance is bliss in this case man Fuck it that. is man i hear you i hear you um did you inspect your own house yeah but it's 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 not the same because i already know right Right. Fucking issues. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. fresh to me. So <clears throat> I still haven't gone out and done anyone's house yet, but I do need to. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, I'm sure some people will volunteer. I won't, but some people will. 
So. <laughs> just, just start doing it next time I'm in the yeah right i'll be like get the fuck out of here oh dude george used to, oh man george used to piss me off so bad when he lived with us because he'd be like hey just wanted to let you know buddy like you got a spider infestation or like you got some weird leak going on over here and be like don't fucking talk about it i know i don't want to hear it <laughs> sorry man you know it reminded me so much there's an episode of the office where um where michael brings dwight along to um he's signing papers for his condo and dwight's walking around the condo and he's like yeah he's like oh these walls are paper thin and he's like just commenting on all this shit that's wrong with the condo and he's like oh cool like ants (laughs) or Like, the way he's yeah, saying it, everything's on positive. Yeah, the way he's saying it is like, oh, this is fun. But like Michael's hearing, like, oh shit, these are all the things wrong with it. It's really good. It's pretty funny. That's true. That episode, yeah. That's that's uh, George when he lived with us. It used to make me so angry. I think one time I can I said something to you, George. I'm like, don't fucking tell me anything else about my house. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Because I would have just kept going. I know you would have. I know. <laughs> like, thank you, Mr. Helpful. I mean, especially because 99% of the time I knew about the things anyway. And it's just like, I'm just going to turn a blind eye toward them. But then as soon as someone mentions it to you, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, now I've got to deal with it. So <laughs> anyway, well, that's what's new with you, Chris. What, George, you, Georgie boy, you got yourself a new uh, get fiddle, huh? I did. I got a new guitar. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, a git fiddle. Is that what you called it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing people say, right? Is it? I don't know. Chris, is that a thing? No, it is now, though. Yeah, it totally <laughs> was. Listen, if you're listening to the movie seller right now, all right, and you've ever heard a guitar called a git fiddle, uh, drop us a drop us a tweet or a Instagram or uh, send me a message on yeah, Instagram. I, I would love to find out <laughs> if there's anyone else in the world that's ever said that. I know there is. I know there is. Anyway, tell us more about your Git fiddle, George. <laughs> it's new. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Oh, uh, I got I got an uh, an ESP um, MC10. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, man. I why, like it a lot. I, I got a new amp too. So why did you get playing... why did you get a new guitar? Just because the one you had was kind of basic and you wanted something a little more I mean, what did this have uh, that you didn't already have going for you? Wait, what was that second part? What did this have that you didn't already have going for you? Okay, so I wasn't looking into guitars. Yeah. But I was cleaning a bunch of stuff and so I had set my guitar over in an area that I thought none of the kids would get to oh, no. while I was cleaning oh, where no. the guitar normally is. Oh no. And mm. one of the kids accidentally knocked it over and cracked my headstock right at the, at the bridge. Oh fuck. Um, so the fretboard's already starting to separate from the neck. Oh shit. Um, so it stays in tune long enough to practice with it. Like right. I, I played on it for like an hour to test it out and it, it stayed in tune. But over time, it's just going to get yeah. worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. Can like it get fixed? Like Have that, you... That's putting it out of commission. Did you, 
did you take it anywhere to see if they could fix it? I didn't. And, and I'm sure that they could. I mean, it depends on how deep that crack is. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's a like, deep crack, just you know, the like neck. a plumber's crack. Then you're fucked. Right. You exactly. don't want to get fucked so, in the crack. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could <laughs> replace the whole neck, but it's just such a beginner guitar anyway. Right. So it was like, if I'm going to get a new guitar, I might as well upgrade. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So my old guitar was a little jacked up. Still works perfectly fine. But it was just very disappointing, you know. Right. So getting an upgrade guitar, uh, I also got an upgrade amp. So you know, I went to, uh, I did some research online, went to Guitar Center, tried out a few things, um, and I ended up getting some good deals. And uh, the dude that helped me there, like the guy that works there, yeah, super nice. Yeah, dude, yeah. I bought a couple things at Guitar Center, um, and they were very cool. I liked them a lot. Yeah. I thought yeah, they... the Portland store was just recently upgraded. So he was telling me that they actually have a better selection than the Boston Guitar Center right now. Well, shit, man. There you go. I mean, I can't afford that part of the I know, store. I know, right? Like, <laughs> can't even afford to look at that fucking shit. Yeah, I should say like, when... Multi-thousands of... Like, ugh, yeah, when I bought stuff at Guitar Center, it was like... I bought... Like, I have a, a Dean Flying V that I bought at Guitar Grave which is a pawn shop in Portland. And then I went to guitar center to buy a case for the guitar. That's the kind of shit I buy at guitar center. I don't buy guitars at guitar center. I can't afford that (laughs) shit, (laughs) but you know, that's just me. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, that's super cool though, man. Do you, uh, so are you liking it? Is it a lot better than the old guitar? What was the old one? Um, a strat. The, no, the old one was a was a Epiphone Les Paul. Oh, uh, the Epiphone um, Les Paul, not the Gibson Les yeah. Paul. Fuck no, man. Dude, you remember Matt McGee's shit. fucking Les Paul? That he yeah, had? That, oh. that oh that sun the sunburst and yes. that nice like hard case like yes. that was fucking classy. Yeah, dude, that was a gorgeous guitar. <laughs> but he could play well enough to you know have one Something of those expensive like guitars. Yeah, 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 for sure. Dude, did you, did you see his, oh, you're not on Facebook, man. I gotta, I don't know how I can send it to you, but he did, he posted a video of him playing like classical, like a classic guitar. Like, is that, that's what it's called, right? A classical guitar. Not an, it's like with the nylon strings and he's doing like some like Latin, like flamenco type shit on it. And, uh, he has not, he has only gotten better over the years, man. Um, that guy's that guy's intense. Yeah, dude. He can he can just play like everything. Yeah, for sure. Jealous. For sure. Jealous. All right. Well, now that but we've yeah, caught so, up. Oh, did you have more to say about the guitar? No. Let's move on. No. If you have more to say, fucking go for it, man. Oh. Okay. Well, what I was gonna say is that the upgrade amp was actually way better than just getting an upgrade guitar. Yeah. Like. I, I was fine with the guitar I had and the amp I had because I didn't know any better because it was my first one. Right. But I got this like. It's like how really I feel about cool. my marriages. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Same <geez. laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so this new this new amp is just like so much better. Right. And uh, and so I had one of the boys. He w- wanted to practice guitar while I was practicing. So he used the the old one. 
And I was like, oh man, what the fuck are you doing wrong? <laughs> like with that guitar, <laughs> like how is it making that sound? It sounded so terrible. And he's like, that's just and what like, it sounds like, like when you play it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't say that like, like that to him, but I was like, all right, we got to figure out what's going on with this. Yeah. Um, but like I went through and I, you know, I, I retuned it, made sure that it was staying in tune, went through the settings on the amp and I was like, oh yeah, it's just cause this amp is, <laughs> you know, bottom shelf. Yeah. Like, dude. Some made in Lewiston bottom shelf stuff. <laughs> yeah, at the bottling plant when they're not bottling yeah. cheap ass fucking gin <laughs> that tastes like fucking yeah. pine trees. Oh man, pine <laughs> trees and fucking no pine saw. That's what it tasted like. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so nice, the, the new amp is fucking fantastic. Uh, the new guitar, it's. Um, I like the shape better. It's easier to, it's just more comfortable. Yeah. Um, it's lighter. Yep. Uh, but the amp, man, the amp is really making, amp, making amp, me happy. Amp, amp. That's awesome, dude. I'm glad to hear yeah. it. That's exciting. You got to play us some music at some point or record yourself doing some music for the show. I think that would be super fun. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll pick a movie that you're like, oh, I really like this song or that song. Speaking of which, the three movies we're going to do tonight all have great music. So, yeah, man. Um, but before we get to that, I think there's someone else we need to check in on now that we've kind of all checked in on each other. I think we need to check in on our friends, Indy and Rick and Short Round. Fucking right. I was like, what are you talking about? We got to get to that. <laughs> I was about to like call you up and be like, no, we got to do the. the <laughs> yeah, no. Did you like that? Did you like how I did that? I made it sound like. You I mean, know, yes and no. Yes. Like and I no, wanted the yeah. fanfic. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But then it was the fanfic. So that made me happy. So yeah, yes and no. Dude, I got to tell you guys something. This was something I wanted to tell you before, but I wanted it on the air because I thought it was interesting. Is this the thing that this was the thing that Chris said I was going to forget, which I feel like Chris knows me well enough to know that he was actually helping me by saying that. Is that what you were doing, Chris? That was like a little reverse Uh, psychology. Half and half. Okay, I'll I'll take it. I'll take the half. (laughs) Um. So what I was going to say is, with uh with the fanfic, I'm on part sixteen, right? Oh shit. Um. And each part. Uh, is approximately 3,000 words, right? So if you were to calculate uh, 16, 16 times 3,000, I think it's 48,000. Is that right? Yeah, 48,000. It's 48,000. The um, The minimum requirement for a novel, for a book to be considered a novel, is 40,000 words. The average novel is between 50,000 and 80,000. So I am on the verge of being within the category of an average novel with the fanfic. By the next installment, part 17, it will be as long as the shorter end of average novels. How about that? Dan Man, has written another epic. fucking novel. <laughs> By accident. And this that's is epic. It, the other thing that I was thinking, though, the other side of this is that if we spent this time in every episode reading something worth reading, like some classic piece of literature, we would 
be close to done with it by now and we would all feel more enriched but instead we're reading this garbage <laughs> that i'm making up from my head with every fucking facet of pop culture that i can pull together so <laughs> it's more fun this way i think so all right well there you go maybe uh i don't know it was always my dream to write a novel i didn't realize that i would ultimately do it by accident but i'm glad that i have <laughs> Maybe I'll put it all together and try to sell it on Amazon through their like I was say, should, should Kindle publishing. Make a book out of it, man. I know. I, know. I don't know about like uh, all the licensing and rights issues and stuff, but fuck it. Oh, I'll wait till true, I but... I'll wait till I get in trouble for it. I don't think they give a shit if I'm if I make like no money on it. But um, all right. So this is part sixteen. So part fifteen, if you remember, ended with um. They fell off the cliff, and uh, they were rescued by uh, Doc Brown and um, Marty in the DeLorean. Um, and Man, Rick, that was that was epic. Yeah, and Indy and Rick um, shared a a kiss, and they are in love, and they are finally uh, open about it. Although it's only been like moments from then until now um so that's that's Man, i can only imagine like you remember when when doc brown was like super fucking freaked out about going back into the past more than once because he didn't want to fuck up timelines yeah. and stuff <laughs> just wait dude and just now wait. like <laughs> Man, this is intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to address it. We'll see how I do. All right, you ready? I, that's exciting. Well, you'll so you'll have ready. to let me know. Maybe you'll be like, "That was horribly disappointing." All right. Oh, I'll I'll tell you, man. Good. I, I know you, you will. I know you will. Just like my fucking every problem in my house. You'd be a great house inspector, by the way. I was I was thinking about that. You tell it in like you tell people in like the nicest, like most upbeat way possible. But it would just be like the shittiest news. Like, oh, yeah, your foundation is collapsing and your house will probably fall down in the next week. Have a great day. Also, I mean, you know, like the bright side is that when your house collapses, um, I don't know. You'll have nowhere for your brother to live if he needs a place. You know, it would be a good excuse not to have him live in your basement. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Indy for not kicking me out. Never, dude. Never. We were just talking the other day about how uh, about how it was really nice to have a live-in babysitter, and also have someone live with us who works at Hannaford and can bring us home random shit whenever we needed it. But you know, it was all good, man. It was a good. It was a good situation for us. So we were happy to all have right, you here. All right. all right. Indy and the Amazonian Shroud, Part Sixteen. As Indy, Rick, and Short Round flew away in the fancy flying car with the weird old man and his boy assistant, the tribesmen all stood on the edge of the cliff, some in awe, some yelling and throwing spears, but all well out of range of any real risk. At that moment, Indy thought to himself, well, it looks like we pulled it off. We have the shroud. This guy can fly us to Beirut and we'll lay low for a few days until this Ted kid is born. And the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past from the future kills him, leaves, and then Rick can use the shroud to revive him. It looked pretty bleak for a minute there, but it should be all smooth sailing from here. And then Rick and I can go home and start the rest of our lives together. 
Indy felt at peace for the first time in decades. It wasn't just that the danger had passed, but that he was being honest with himself and ready to live the life he had always wanted, but been so afraid of. It was ironic that he had looked in the face of death countless times, been on so many incredibly dangerous and seemingly impossible missions, but for whatever reason, the fear of true happiness was the thing that had always held him back, but not anymore. Hey, uh, I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth or anything. It was pretty great of you guys to save us and all, but may I ask, who the hell are you, and how did you know where and when to snatch us out of midair? Rick's question interrupted Indy's daydreaming of the future. He was kind of shocked at the role reversal here. How had he not thought to question this rescue and just assumed it was on the up and up? How is it possible that he was happily embracing the luck of it while Rick was asking the logical questions? He was upset with himself. It was not quite the time to just settle. It was not quite the time yet to just settle into his peace of mind. They did still have the mission to complete. And Rick's question was definitely an important one. That is a great question. The mad scientist looking gentleman with the lab coat and disheveled white hair responded. My name is Doc Brown, and this here is my assistant, Marty McFly. Hey, how's it going? The kid said, somewhat sheepishly. It's an honor to meet the great Indiana Jones and Rick O'Connell. You guys are huge in our time. Your time? What time is that? Indy replied. Dude, we're from the 1980s. The kids in the 80s are into our awesome adventures? I knew it, Indy. They love us. They really love us, Rick said. Well, yeah, I mean, your adventures are super cool. Legends, even. But you two also paved the way for our generation to be open about who we love. You guys changed the world when you got together. Marty stopped and thought for a second. A look of shock and amazement came over his face. Oh, man, that just happened. We were there, Doc, when Indy and Rick first got together. We're making history. That's so rad. Indy and Rick looked at each other and smiled. Who would have thought a couple old bastards like us would change the world like this, Indy said with a wink to Rick. Dr. Jones, you and Mr. O'Connell are great men. Of course you changed the world, Short Round interjected. Oh, Short Round, I wouldn't be alive today if not for your faith in me. I love you, kid. You might just be my best friend in this crazy world. Tears came to Short Round's eyes. So, Doc, tell us. Threesome. Threesome, threesome. <laughs> Listen, man, we'll have to get there. We'll see. I, I don't know that I could write that. Maybe I could outsource that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Doc, tell us more about who you are and what we're riding in and how you came to rescue us. Of course, Indy, Doc Brown said enthusiastically, very proud and excited to talk of the amazing wonders of time travel. It's something that I've never truly considered. Amazing, really. We are here to save you because we are here to save you. Say what? Rick said, befuddled. You see, once you get to Beirut, your friend Rufus is going to come check up on you. At that time, you're going to go to the future to find us and tell us exactly where and when to catch you from midair in the Amazon. 
Yeah, but we don't even know you. Why would we ask you for help? Rick was voice Rick was voicing the confusion that they all, even Marty, were feeling. That's the most amazing part. You only know us because we rescued you. I'm going to give you the address and date and time to come find us in the 1980s. It's truly incredible. Wait, so you rescued us because we came and asked you to, but we only came and asked you to because you rescued us, Indy asked. That seems incredibly circular and paradoxical. Yet, here we are. (laughs) It's extraordinary, Doc replied. Doc really hit the nail on the head with that comment. No matter how little this made sense, here they were, and this was happening. So it might be better to consider the complexities of it at a later date. And for now, they had to just accept the reality that they found themselves surrounded with. Just as they all sat there dumbfounded, the car began to drop altitude and slow down. Wait, what are you doing? There's no way we're in Beirut yet, Indy protested. Unfortunately, despite the amazing advances I have made to the DeLorean, it still needs fuel and it can't make it across the Atlantic. But have no fear. I'm leaving you in very capable hands, Doc responded. The car sat down. The side door swung up and the five of them stepped out. They were at a dock, presumably on the South African coast somewhere. There were no boats at the dock and no people around. So uh, where are these capable hands you're leaving us in, Doc? Rick asked. He should be here any moment. Just then, they saw a speck on the horizon. It grew closer, and they recognized it that it was a boat. It was going incredibly fast, faster than any boat Indy, Rick, or Short Round had ever seen. There's your ride. He should be at the dock any minute now, Doc said excitedly. I don't know about this, Dr. Jones. When you came to get me in the future, you didn't tell me about any lightning-fast boat. I don't like it one bit, Short Round said nervously. Well, kid, it looks like maybe something's changed from that timeline. But I don't really see any other options, do you? Indy replied, even though he definitely had his own misgivings about this. Indy, remember what happened the last time we got on a boat with a stranger? Rick added. I know, Rick. But ultimately, (laughs) (laughs) that choice did get us to where we needed to go. Listen, we'll just meet this guy and see what we think. If he's sketchy like Cerrone, we'll find another way. Sound good? Sure, Indy. I mean, we're in this together. So if you're going with him, I sure as hell won't be staying behind, Rick replied. And you can count on me. You can count me in, Dr. Jones. The only thing worse than you getting on that boat would be me not getting on with you to make sure you're safe, Short Round added. As the boat approached, it was hard to make out its features. It was driving so fast. But they could tell it was gray, and maybe that there was a yellow stripe down the side. It was going so fast. It definitely seemed like it was going to crash right into the dock. As they all braced for impact, even Doc, who knew this guy, seemed nervous about it. The boat barreled directly toward them until at the very last moment, it kicked sideways, sending a massive wave crashing over all of them. But when the water settled, there was the boat right up next to the dock, like it had just been coasted in safely and smoothly. The boat was indeed gray and it was completely closed in. There were two huge jets on the back, 
one on either side. That must have been for that must have been for propulsion and would explain the incredible speed it had achieved. Down the side was a yellow stripe and some lettering. The lettering read Thunder. The top of the boat slowly opened up to reveal the driver and the interior. You are blowing my <laughs> I was I was wondering if you This is like this is like this is unfair. Like you have so many things going on here. You're just like slapping me in the face with pop culture. Dude, I told you, man. I told you last week. I was like, I'm going to get crazy this season. It's You are gonna... just fucking dropping bombs. <laughs> this is like when you when you watch a show and like you have to wait for the next episode and you're like, oh, shit. Like, how the, like, man. Well, you this know. This is like the Red Wedding. <laughs> this is my red wedding. That's awesome, Chris. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what this is re- in reference to? Thunder. No idea. All right. Well, or the red wedding. Or the red wedding. That's totally not related. But do you know what the red wedding is? Nope. Well, you should, man. You're a wedding DJ. Don't if if anyone ever <laughs> invites you to DJ a wedding and they say the theme is the red wedding, say I don't want to do that wedding. <laughs> Cause literally everyone dies in that scene. Uh oh, okay. spoiler alert. But yeah. Uh it's from Game of Thrones. Anyway, this is not from Game of Thrones. This is from something else. No, but this is this is that epic <laughs> right now. All right. The driver stepped onto the dock. He was a big guy. Very muscular, wearing a black tank top to really make his muscles noticeable. He was wearing a black bandana, was extremely tan, and had a blonde horseshoe mustache. He had a grimace on his face. 24 inch python. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) He walked over to Indy. Short Round was nervous, ready to jump on the giant man if he hurt Indy. Suddenly, the <laughs> grimace. Hilarious thought. <laughs> dude, short round. <laughs> yeah, dude. Short round's always there for Indy. Suddenly, the grimace turned to a smile and he put out his hand. Hey there, brother. You must be the great Indiana Jones. My name's Hurricane, and Thunder and I would love to help you on your mission. Everyone settled, even short round. The man, while large and kind of strange, seemed very kind. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Hurricane, Indy said, as he tried not to flinch under the pressure of the man's handshake. Will you be escorting us in uh, that Indy motion to the boat? Thankfully, Hurricane released Indy's hand. Indy promptly shook the blood back into it. Of course I will, brother. That's Thunder, the most high-tech and fastest boat anywhere in the world. I believe it. I've seen a lot of boats, but I've never seen a boat like that, Indy responded. Well, this tech is a little advanced for your time, brother. I'm from the 1990s, so we've got some tech you ain't never seen yet. All right, gentlemen, Marty and I must be on our way. I have so much research to do that has been opened up by our encounter. But best of luck on the rest of your journey. Remember, the future depends on you, Doc Brown said. Yeah, see you, see you guys later, Marty said. The two of them got back in the DeLorean, and it was off before any of them could protest. Here they were, 
It looked like Hurricane and Thunder were going to be their escorts on the next leg of their journey because there weren't really any other options. And honestly, at this point, why not trust the man? If Doc vouched for him and they'd be dead already without Doc, then they might as well just keep riding the wave. The end of part 16. Oh, man. (laughs) That was so short, but so heavy. It wasn't short, dude. That was over 3,000 words. It felt short, man. (laughs) So, Chris, uh, Thunder and Hurricane are uh, from a early 90s show that only ran, I think, maybe a season and a half um, called Thunder in Paradise, um, starring the one and only Hulk Hogan. (laughs) So Hurricane is Hulk Hogan, if you didn't notice, by all the brothers. Wow, that was... (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty easy to put together. Um, I don't know that Hurricane ever actually used the word brother, but I couldn't do a Hulk Hogan character and not include that word, like, in several (laughs) spots. Yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. So there you go. There it is, guys. That's insane. (laughs) So, hey, I have a question. Yes. Do we know who sent the robot to kill baby Ted. Yeah. The robot went back himself because he was like, um, cause right, but, he was offended. Is the robot is the robot sent by someone? Like, is the robot the assassin that is sent by someone or is the robot like, no, it's a pat. It's a crime of passion. Yeah. It's a, it's revenge, man. Okay. I was just, I was just thinking, man, like if this turns out to be like going up, like you're doing the, like the decade thing. Like yeah. the eighties and into the nineties. Like if this gets to like now and Donald Trump is the bad guy that sent the <laughs> robot, I was like I don't know. I was just picturing that. I'm gonna try was, to avoid fucking with my head. I'm trying to I'm gonna try to avoid being political. But uh we'll see what happens. Why? He's man. a character. He he's a character, all right. <laughs> um all right. Well, there you go. That's part sixteen. I hope it was all right. I hope I mean, George, I know you were really excited for it. Hopefully it was uh worth the it was worth I the was not I was I was excited and I was like, I need something good and I <laughs> I I didn't imagine anything this good. <laughs> this blew me away. Dude, Chris, man, I realizing like how many parts like how many like different things are in this that you've never seen before. Like you could do a whole show of just you watching the things that are in this fanfic. <laughs> that would be yeah. like a whole season worth. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you liked it, George. I hope you liked it. All right, Chris, even if you didn't get all the references. I like hearing George's, enthusiasm mine just fucking explode every time so it was funny because because i i knew as soon as i mentioned that the boat's name was thunder i was like if somebody knows this yellow stripe yeah i was like if somebody knows this they're definitely gonna know right now and like george didn't react and so i was like oh shit he doesn't know but it just took him a beat to like react but he definitely knew it was just like it was like choking me up, man. <laughs> it blew my mind. Oh, dude, that's so good. That's so good. Fucking like, 
just like your your computer had that overload thing, it just like fried <laughs> me for a minute. It's like we had to do damn, a hard a hard I reboot. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it was too intense. <laughs> there was there was a mania, if you will. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I don't. I you know. I hope if you're listening and you had the same reaction as George, please let us know. Um, but uh, I doubt anybody's quite as excited about it as you are, George. But I really appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> um. All right. So, are you guys ready to get in to the fucking movies? We're an hour into this episode. Should we start talking about these fucking B movies? Yeah, man. Okay. Let's do that. So, um, we'll do what we've done, what we did in the A episode, um, which is we'll each kind of like say which movie we picked and why we picked it. Oh, shit. For a second, I just forgot which movie I picked. (laughs) 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 And then I remembered. I was like, oh, fuck. How did I forget that? You're like, oh fuck, that was a great pick, man. And then you like high five yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll do it in alphabetical order, um, which actually makes Chris's pick first. What was your pick, Christopher? Beavis and Butthead do America. Yes. I actually bought it for the episode. Did you? Man, I've owned that for years. I fucking love it. Um, I haven't seen it in forever, and it was a tape that is pretty hard to find, and I found it in the wild at Goodwill. Dude. Um, so when we were picking the movies the other night, and I was scanning what I had on the wall, I'm like, it was just an immediate uh, reaction to go with that one. Yeah, dude. It's a great movie. It's a great pick. Um, isn't that the movie that the song – the Red Hot Chili Pepper song is from. Yeah. Um, what fucking song is that? Love Roller that's Coaster. A, that's a right? great scene. Um, is that a? Co- is that the name of it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a? That's a cover, isn't it? I, I thought so. Um, Chris. Yeah, Chris. You know. Listen, I don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the Man, Ohio. That, originally that by the fantastic. Ohio. Ohio players. Um, yeah, it is a great movie. I, you, dude, so you found it in the wild. I actually went on eBay to get it and the person selling it was, um, selling it. Oh no, that wasn't this tape. That was another tape. That was the Beverly Hills cop Two. They were selling it at an auction, like as an auction instead of buy it now. And, uh, I want it for two fifty with uh free shipping. I already, I think I told that story last week, but they uh, lost, they, you did, they lost 30 cents on shipping and then whatever the fuck they paid in eBay fees. I know. I know, man. That was, that's crazy. Like, I feel like with tapes, you should either have a minimum or like you should, uh, just do buy it now and not auction. But I don't remember what I paid for Beavis and Butthead, probably four, four or five bucks, man, Beavis and Butthead. I bought on DVD. I, I think I was I think I was in high school, um, and I was in the mall getting like shoes or some shit, and I walked out through Best Buy, and I just it was just right there like on display, like the aisle I went through it was just it just popped out at me like I had I had to get it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a great. I movie. love it. I am the great Cornelio. TV yeah, from my some, some white zombie. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. So much good music. Dude, the thing that sucks about the DVD, like if you buy the Beavis and Butthead show on DVD, from what I understand is they don't actually keep the music videos in the episodes. So it's no, just they the episode. don't. You've got to go into like the bonus features to see them. So yeah, like it lame. makes the flow. Like I feel like they do it to make it flow. Right. But it fucks up the flow because that's part of the show. Of course. And aren't don't they give some commentary on them too? Yeah. I they, thought so. Yeah. Um I think on the I think if you buy the tapes, if you buy the VHS tapes, then they are in the episodes. But they're it's expensive. I looked into buying like a set of the tapes and it was gonna cost me like fifty bucks. So yeah, well, it's because they're hard to find, man. Yeah, yeah. Especially collecting. I have like, a couple I have a I think I have a whole season on DVD. Yeah. Um, but that's DVD, so right. it's pretty easy to get. Yeah. Well, that was a good pick, Chris. I was I was pretty stoked about that pick. I would I would have been satisfied if that one won. Uh, your wife was uh, your wife was <laughs> stoked was that, that really well. Win. We don't know if it won yet or not, but. Oh, I will. That's true. I will say that your wife was campaigning against it. She said, she asked, she sent me a message and said, "Hey, can I share if if I share your um your Facebook post, will you count the votes that I get on my on my re on my share?" I said, "Yeah, of course." I said, "The only thing I ask is that you don't you don't mention which movie Chris picked, um, because you know we don't want to campaign based on us. We want to campaign based on the movies." And she was like, no, I definitely won't say anything. Plus, I wouldn't campaign for Chris's movie. I'm like praying I don't have to watch that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that was, I thought that was Did she good. watch it with you? Well, we don't know because we don't know which one won yet, George. All right. So, speaking of uh, George, uh, your movie's alphabetically next. And what was your pick? Man, I picked... Um, the big Lebowski. Man, you picked the big Lebowski. Have you, man, have you guys both seen that? Oh yeah, several times. Yeah, Chris, have you ever seen that before? Uh, I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> had you seen just, it? Just had you along. had you seen it before? Uh, two before weeks ago, poll. before the poll. Not that I thought I. Had. <laughs> We're so bad at this. We're so fucking bad at this. Stop asking me questions. All right, so George, why did you pick the Big Lebowski? Um. Uh, well, okay. So to be completely honest, before it was a competition, my pick was Born to Ride because I fucking loved that movie when I was yeah, little. Yeah, dude. It was. It was great. That's a great movie. But then you made it a competition, and I was like. I don't think anyone else has heard of this movie. So I got to pick a different movie. I I picked the big Lebowski because it's like a phenomenal fucking movie. That's B. And I was like, this is dope. Yeah. This could win. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, that was a good pick, man. It's a great movie. It's fucking, it's a great movie. There's so many things happening in this movie that it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. And every, like it's got a great cast, you know, it's it's Cohen Brothers yeah. crushing it. Um, okay. Well, my pick, I really wanted, Yeah, what was your pick? I, I had a hard time with B because um one of my my favorite movie to watch um is actually a B movie. It's the Boondock Saints. 
Um, I, I don't, I don't consider that the best movie I've seen, but I just fucking love watching that movie. And so I thought maybe I'll go with that, but I felt like this movie was a little bit more timely. Um, because it has a, uh, it has a sequel coming out. I'm actually going to see it on Friday at the drive-ins. Um, I picked Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Um, oh, it's already it's already coming out. Yeah, dude. Friday comes out Friday. You can oh, also you can rent you can rent it too. Um, on Friday, so it'll be streaming and it'll be in theaters. The theaters that are man, open. that's so exciting. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, I love Bill and Ted. My kids, I've they've grown to love Bill and Ted. Um, I'm really hopeful for this new one coming out. And, uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, in their, in their thirties just fucking, you know, have great memories about this movie. So I wanted to, I wanted to go down that road. So that's why I picked Bill and Ted. Um, I assume both of you have seen it. I've definitely seen it. I know we've seen it together. I, I know I've seen it, but it's the same thing. Most movies I've seen, I wasn't actually watching it. So, right, I'm, right. you know, if you quote it, I recognize it. So I know I've seen it. Um, Yeah, dude. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. I also thought it would be good. It would be a good tie-in to the fanfic because that's a big yeah, element of the Rufus. Fanfic. Right. Rufus and Ted, man. It's all, Ted is right. the whole reason this is happening. Um, so anyway, uh, those were the is picks. That, is that because, is that because it's Keanu and he's like, you know, the chosen one from the matrix? <laughs> I don't know, but you want to hear something awesome? Um, when I was like, I don't know, 19, maybe I was in, I was going to, um, community college studying, um, like, uh, whatever the fuck uh like basically was it graphic design yeah it was like graphic design and like you know web web development and stuff um but we were doing photoshop and so i was learning photoshop and you know back then it not just anyone could get their hands on photoshop so i was really into it and like i loved making you know piecing things together so i made this great um uh picture of bill and ted uh, going through like surfing through the matrix, like, you know, with all the green numbers and the black background. And I submitted it to, at the time, the Bill and Ted, uh, official website, which was Bill and But I'm sure that that website has, because of the sequel coming out has really upgraded since that time, but they actually, they had a fan art section and they, uh, had my, my picture up there. Which I thought was pretty That's cool. Awesome, man. Yeah, but um, I'm going to BillandTed.com right now to see what's see what's up with it. No, it's nothing. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. It's not even out there anymore. Um. Okay. Anyway, what, picture or the no website? the website. I thought it would be like all modernized, but it's not. There's nothing at all. So, without further ado, all right, we're gonna we're gonna reveal what the fans picked since this is a you pick them episode which chris you got to get that intro man you got to add that to the no. intro you're never no. gonna do that no what the why fuck does, man why does it matter because it's fun Wait. and it, it's fun well, the what are we talking about to where, have where would you like it to say you pick them because it doesn't fit whatsoever 
Um, just at the very well, end. Like the like when Stephanie says it. Yeah. Just fucking jam it in everywhere. Just, just, just throw it in randomly. You pick up. Anytime there's a a slightly awkward pause, just throw that in. <laughs> you. Pick I don't know. Up. We gotta figure something out. We gotta figure something out because we gotta have it in there, man. Because it's like the it's like you know that's the slogan. You pick them. You pick up. I don't know. We gotta figure it out. You pick up. You know what we didn't do at the yeah. beginning that we really fucked what? up on. I really fucked up on. I forgot to mention. That uh, our show is presented by Gods of the Show, the Alita Army. So, oh fuck, yeah, I blew How it. How did we fuck that up? We're only an hour and ten minutes in, so this is good. Okay, yeah, we we had kind of a fucked up beginning. We did, we did. We didn't really have any excuse for it, but we did. Okay, so. This is how the vote turned out. It's funny. It's, it's it was very similar to last one. All right, where the vote was split. Um. On Facebook, uh, Bill and Ted actually won on Facebook. On Instagram, uh, Beavis and Butthead won uh, by one vote. It beat Bill and Ted. Uh, But our biggest base and really the giant that drives the engine here, uh, Twitter. On Twitter, the Big Lebowski won and it won by enough that um, it negated the other two. So the Big Lebowski Fucking right. is our winner. George, you won this week. The so. dude abides, man. Yeah, the dude abides. The dude abides, man. That's just like your hmm. opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's so, a long point of view. So um, we will take a quick break and we'll come back. And we'll fucking talk about the Big Lebowski, man. I'm not doing a block summary. Uh, Whoever George picks, man. George can pick. I'm still not doing that. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Trev. What? Trev, you've seen it, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, he, you don't want me to do the he specifically, you don't want me to do the plot cemetery. <laughs> plot cemetery? But I kinda do. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, there we go. I mean, we can just count all this as like we've already come back. We could start where Chris says I'm not doing the plot summary. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right, so George, uh, is that your official pick? Uh, Trev, Trev's your you've seen it, man. I I would love to. I would love to hear. What do you mean if I? You don't think I've fucking seen this movie? I'm not saying that you haven't seen it. Who, who the fuck? Who am I? Who am I, George? All right, <laughs> uh, you're definitely doing the fucking plot. Are you the dude? <laughs> uh, by the way, um, w- while we were on break, we brought Trev back into the episode. So welcome back to the show, Trev. First time in oh, yeah, season okay. two, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting close to rewind time. Well, you know, you didn't oh, rewind our so. A episode. Why didn't you rewind our A episode? Because I'm in the middle of a move. Ah, uh, 
Excuses. I told excuses. you until until you guys start paying me those residual checks, then I'm not going to be able to just make time all the time. You know. And I think that I said That's this before. I said this before, and I'll say it again. We are kicking you a hundred percent of the profits that we're making on this show. Because <laughs> if you multiply yeah, zero it's, by a hundred, it's still zero. I'm, I'm I'm pure talent. It's not yeah. enough. <laughs> well, we appreciate you blessing us with your pure talent in this episode. Um, no, this is this this isn't going to be talent at all. This is just going to be oh shit. Oh, good. I mean, so when I posted the poll with the three movies, um, you immediately messaged me. And you're like, dude, if you guys do the Big Lebowski, you've got to have me on because I have some big opinions about the Big Lebowski. And the term um, was strong feelings. Strong feelings. Okay, so. so. I knew, I mean, you didn't really share with me what they were, positive or negative, but I thought if they're positive, he's probably, I mean, he doesn't seem like he holds strong, positive opinions. So I assumed they were negative. And is that a something? What's that supposed to be? I don't know if that's that's (laughs) completely accurate. Well, we'll see. We'll see how my assumption works out when you tell us about your feelings about the Big Lebowski. Well, you're saying your assumption after I said, yeah, after... (laughs) I mean, this this you're, this is collusion. No collusion. Who am I colluding with? With you? <laughs> no, against me. <laughs> with you, against you. Yes. Um. All right. <laughs> so the people by the people. <laughs> um. All right. Well, you've been picked by the winner of of the votes. Uh, this was George's movie, by the way. Um. So he... George, have you ever won anything before this? Uh. I don't know. Dan, have I ever won anything? <laughs> have you ever won anything? I do know that um, when the Patriots won their first Super Bowl, they had, they had, you and my dad had made a bet before the beginning of the season that they would not win the Super Bowl. And it seemed like that was a safe bet on your part. Uh, you lost and had to wear a dress yeah. to school. So I did. That was a loss, though. You had, was, a, you had to wear I, the, Wow. I wore a dress and pigtails and stuff. Whatever. Um, it was still fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I won last year's fantasy football. You did. Oh, okay. You did. Dude, I haven't even set up our new fantasy football season. Is there football? There is football, but it's going to be like preseason all season. It's like, going to be like an asterisk. It's going to be, it's not going to be anything. I mean, everything's really. asterisk this year. No, no one's, no one's going to count any fucking sports season this year. Yeah. I mean, if if a Boston team wins a championship, I'm still going to be stoked about it. I'm not I'm not going to lie. And watching the NBA in the bubble has been very fun. So I yeah. I'm not totally opposed to to everything they're doing. The uh, Major League Baseball's fucking it up royally, but Major League Baseball always fucks it up royally. So No way. Did you see the Kansas City Royals when they had a uh, a poster cut out of Bernie from Weekend to Bernie's? No. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, all I know is that there are like four teams that have had COVID outbreaks and have had to cancel games. And now they're talking about doing triple headers, five innings each uh, to try to make up the games. (laughs) It's a fucking disaster. Yeah, it really is. They should. They should. They should. Or just put it in a bubble like every other fucking sport is doing. But listen. I digress. We're here to talk about the Big Lebowski, not talk about Major League Baseball. Listen, Trev, 
Come on, man. Yeah. Turn that frown upside yeah. down. All right. You got to oh, give I'm, I'm smiling. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give the plot summary. So tell, tell us, tell us the, the plot of the big Lebowski. All right. So in typical Cohen brother fashion, <laughs> no big editorializing, Lebowski. no editorializing during the plot summary. What do you, what do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> You're like in was, typical yeah, Cohen was... brother fashion. All right. Sorry. Sorry. All there right. was no judgment in that whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. So this is, so, all right. So the movie's about, is a treasure hunt film, but it, it, it takes place with a, or it surrounds a, a gentleman named Jeff Lebowski. Who's kind of a shitbag bum. He might be a PI. It's never really explained, but um, he gets confused with another Lebowski. Have you ever been confused for somebody else before, Dan? Uh, George. <laughs> yeah, see, so <laughs> you know, you know what kind of clusterfuck that would bring. Yeah. <laughs> so all sorts of shit ensues. You have kidnappings, ransom money, fake money. Um, a dude named Larry who stole all the money. You've got. You know, you've got Walter, the the Vietnam vet. You've got Donnie, the quiet bowler. Um, a bunch of nihilists. Very fucked up film. They come back around. They find the treasure at the end. They solve the mystery. They pull the mask off the head. And he says, I would have gotten away with it with you meddling kids. <laughs> Boom. Plot summary. <laughs> Damn. Uh, wow. Uh, I guess that works. That's not the movie. That's, <laughs> that's not the plot. That's not the movie. Yeah, I guess. I mean, basically, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, I, I gave it more of a chance than George gave my film. Oh, listen, did. this is not supposed to be about a personal <laughs> vendetta. All right. <laughs> but no, uh, ser- I was, seriously, I was gonna say that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, but seriously, at the end of the day, like it, it's it's a treasure hunt film, and that's what we got. You know, it, it's like yeah. a. It's like I said, is he a PI? Did they never really tell you? No, I don't. I got the impression he is not a PI, that that guy was confused and thinking he was a PI. And like the dude is just like, nah, man, like I don't want to be doing any of this. I've just fallen (laughs) into it. He he definitely doesn't want. Oh, I I forgot. He drinks white Russians throughout the whole film. He does. Yeah, he does. The best drink in the world. Mm. Mm, no. I I have never no. been a fan no, of anything is. that includes Fucking milk. Delicious. So, well, well, that's the film, guys. That's what. It All is. right, that works. That works, man. Um, so right. I I guess before we get into Trev's strong feelings about the film, George, why don't you tell us what you thought of the movie? Um, upon another viewing, and uh, and we'll go from there. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it has, um, some really great acting, uh, Jeff Bridges and, uh, uh, what's Is it, is it John Goodman? Is that his name? Yeah, dude. Walter. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and oh, who's, who's that other guy? Um, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Like it's got some got some really fun um, stuff going on. Uh, I love the dude's character because like you want to sympathize with him, but you also kind of realize, yeah, he is a bum. But that shouldn't matter. Like you still shouldn't piss on someone's rug. Like he's not. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. Like the first of all, it really tied the room together. Second of that's all, that's what I'm saying, man. Second of all, 
Like he's not, he's, he never hurt anybody. I mean, as far as we can tell, the dude has never harmed anybody. So like, who cares? Who cares how he lives his life, man? Like, that's not my business. You called him a bum. He's unemployed, but he's not a bum. We don't actually even know that he's unemployed. Ah, yeah, he does tell that one guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, more than once. The first guy. Well, when he first meets Lebowski, he's like, the guy's like, "Are you employed, sir?" And he doesn't ever answer him that time. But then when he's being when he's being questioned by the cops about his stolen car, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a briefcase with all these papers for work." And they're like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I'm unemployed." <laughs> um, yeah, and then when the when the Miami guy is it Miami, the when the police officer Malibu, like, him up Malibu, Malibu. Yeah, because Miami's right. like on the other side of the country. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> geography, George. Geography. <laughs> no, I was just too stoned. Yeah, <laughs> it started. It started with M, man. George, you are the dude the in back. our in our crew, man. You would be the dude. Well, out of our crew, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah I can see that. Um. Okay. I mean, I don't have a job. Yeah, and you smoke a lot of weed. No way, George smokes weed. I've heard occasionally. <laughs> um. Okay. So you like it? That's good. You you like the dude? I do. It's you a lot s- of fun. Yep. Um, the the scenes where he's unconscious and they like totally change the style of of the movie, like when he's just floating. Yeah, around. those dream sweet dream sequence type things. Yeah, those are fantastic. Like the musical number that they do. Yeah. It's just so cheesy. Like it's it's the best kind of cheesy. I love it so much. Yeah. Um so that's that's good. There's it's very quotable. Oh yeah. Um Oh yeah. Just all around. It's like every part of it is fun. Um It's memeable, man. I mean, so many of those things oh, yeah. have just become memes on the internet. Yeah. And you can watch it and you can follow, you know, um, Jeff Burgess character, the dude and totally like his story. But if you watch it and like, you just follow, uh, John Goodman's character, the Walter, the Vietnam vet. Like if you just pay attention to like his side of everything, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Dude, his... It's like watching the movie falling down. <laughs> Wait there. What is, I don't know that movie. Is that oh. a movie called Falling Down? Yeah, yeah. It's a movie oh, about falling down. I don't down. know that. Same kind of premise. You take Walter's character and you just have him fucking have a meltdown in the middle of a city. The problem with Walter's character is like he creates all these problems for the dude and then he just bounces. And like the yeah. dude's left there to deal with it. So like I-, I have no sympathy. I hate Walter. Oh, yeah. No, no. Walter's not a good person. <laughs> like He fucks <laughs> everything up. Yeah, yeah. And not just like he fucks it up because he's dumb, which he is, but like he fucks it up because he's also like selfish and like greedy, you know? And aggressive. Yes. But you know, Vietnam, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, what else you got, George? That's what? That's is that it? Yeah, man. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> just fuck it just fuck it all right that's that's fair enough 
Um, I'm trying to decide. I, I let's get let's have Trev go next. You want me to go? Yeah, man. Let's hear it. All right. So listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like ignore this movie is embedded in the pop culture due to it being highly quotable. Uh, like you said, it's a fucking meme machine. Yeah. Um, I mean, they make bumper stickers that just say the dude abides. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, it, right. it definitely found its place in the world. And what year did it come? I don't even know what year it came out. I want to say like 96, 98. 96, I think 98. 98. 98. Yeah. I think it was 98. Yeah. yeah. So like this was like at my, at the time I saw this movie, it was highly impressionable because it was like that time frame where me and all my friends would watch all these movies. And, and like, I mean, this is a movie that I know like the, like Russ, my buddy that I'm at his house, his, I'm friends with this whole family. And like, this is a movie his entire family would watch. We'd all watch it together. We've watched it together. You know what I'm saying? It's so like, it's one film. of those movies. Like, yeah, you've got really, what's that? I said, it's a good family film. Well, yeah. If you're, you know, for, if you have that sense of humor, right, I mean, that right, wouldn't, right. you know, <laughs> but like it, it's, it, it's got a great cast. Sam Elliott's fucking, Sam Elliott's probably my favorite part of the whole film. Yeah, man. The stranger. Yeah. John so, Tortura or Tor Torturo Torturo. Yes, he's great yeah. too. Turtle they just made a movie yeah, about, Jesus. about his character. Oh, really? Yeah, and he like wears the same yeah, oh, yeah. like outfit yeah. like now, and, like yeah. does that same yeah. thing where he licks the ball. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, Julian I mean, Julian Moore is really good in it too. By the way, every, every yeah, everybody's just outstanding. To me, it's just to me though, it's just the same movie done over and over by by the creators and. I'm not saying like if I, there's been other movies that they've made that I've appreciated more than this, but they're also way older. Mm-hmm. So that could be why, you know, like what? Uh, raising Arizona, Mulholland okay, falls, yeah. Fargo. No, fuck Fargo. What? I'd, uh, I'd watch, I'd watch this movie over Fargo. Again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I heard the show's really good though. I haven't watched the show, but I fucking love that movie. So, to be fair, I would watch The Big Lebowski over Fargo as well. I love both. Yeah, of them, both not of them. because not because Fargo's not great. Just it's this one. I just like this one better. Yeah, I love this one, and I love Fargo. Um, I love the Coen Brothers, to be quite honest. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, but but look, break down their movies. They're all they're all the same thing. It's a treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with that though, because yeah, if you're okay with it, that's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying like I don't hate them or anything like that. I just, to me, this movie, and it could be because I have a you know a, a few friends that just overwatched this one for me, so like it just it lost its fucking lust, you know? Right, right, right. I get. So that. it could even be that because, but I because I, I will never take away like the impression it put on early pop culture in the, in the late nineties, you know? And it sounds like even the impression that it had on you when you watched it, when it first came out. I mean, it was okay. It was just, I just seen it before. You know what I mean? It was just something I'd seen. So even when it first came out, you weren't like, Oh, this is really good. No, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I just didn't like, I never really, I've re I've revisited it with, with people, but it was never something that I really wanted to revisit. Right. So if that makes any sense, you know me, I'm a weird guy. Like I, you know, I, I, when movies I don't like, I still understand why they're 
why they are worth what they are, you know? No, I think that that's good. I mean, that's, it's good to be able to like appreciate something like to appreciate what's good about something, even if it's not like for you, I think, I think it's really easy to do that. Like you should be able to do that with music. There's a lot of kinds of music that are not like your genre, but you can still recognize that they're good. Right. Yeah. And that's when I actually, when I book bands, like that's, Oh, you have to look at it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. That makes, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So big Lebowski, you know, like I said, it, it, it has a place. It's just not for me. Um, I don't hate it as much as, you know, I, I but I am strong about that opinion of like, it's just kind of over to me. It's just oversaturated, but it could be because I remember when it came out or, or whatever it is. But I, I honestly, I would check out the, the, the Jesus movie. Yeah, man. I mean, so I didn't realize that that was a thing. I don't think it's by them though. Is it? Yeah. I think it's out. I think it just came out recently, but I don't think they did it right. The Coen brothers. No, they didn't do it. Obviously. Yeah. Cause the movie would get, you know, it gets sold to a distributor right. production company. They probably made it, but I mean, if, if it's the same, like you you know what you're going to get out of that character. It's not going to, it's yeah. not going to be like he's something completely different, you know? Yeah. 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 So, well, I think eight, that that's all eight fair. Year olds, man. <laughs> Dude went door to door. Um, I yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, had her ass. Wait, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> I feel like I'm missing things. He had to go door to door telling people he was a pederast. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Chris, are you still with us? Yes. Well, tell us what you thought of The Big Lebowski. I was bored as fuck <laughs> watching this movie. <laughs> so fucking bored. Chris, I feel okay, like we so could say that in the last several movies. I saw, I have seen it before, but I went into it thinking I hadn't seen it. I'd also gone into this with all of this fucking hype about how badass this movie is. <laughs> and I, I was like watching fucking paint dry the entire time. So I did not enjoy this movie. I got a few chuckles out of it. I thought that Steve Buscemi should have had a much larger role than he did because you, John Goodman, I watched Roseanne growing up with my parents and I can't take John Goodman oh out God, of Roseanne. Stop. He is I, just, he dude. is just, He's just Darcy's dad. But he's or been is that in... her name, Darcy. No. Yeah, anyway, this yeah. whole movie is fucking nothing but hype. This movie sucked, and wow. that is my opinion. Wow. So, so Trev oh, tells me shit. he has strong <laughs> feelings right. about it, but then Chris just comes in dropping fire, <laughs> man. But um, you know what? That, that that goes into what I said because you think about it. He hears all the hype from everybody who's watched this movie a thousand times. So he gets to this big expectation of what the movie's going to be, and it fucking falls flat on him. Now, if he watched it with a group of you guys who love the movie, he might be into it a little bit more because he's going to pick up on the things that you guys like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but it's not the case. So It's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, uh, it, I think – I do think that this would have been a good movie. To, it's kind of like Joe Dirt. I got much more out of Joe Dirt watching it with you two. Uh, then, but both Pam and I, like Jesus Christ, when is this two hours going to be over with? This is Would a you much... rather watch Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> uh, no, but 
I would have much rather watched Beavis and Butthead. I feel like Beavis and Butthead is the opposite of The Big Lebowski, where The Big Lebowski is very hyped and maybe a letdown. Beavis and Butthead is like this very like under-recognized, very funny movie. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's just... I don't even think she's ever seen a fucking episode of Beavis and Butthead in her life. <laughs> I think she just hates it because it's like... Dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very dumb. Oh, yeah. it, it, listen, it's total like '90s guy humor. That, that one. <laughs> it, yeah. is, yeah. it is. All um, right, Daniel, what have you got? Okay, so let me just say this: like, The Big Lebowski is not my personal favorite movie. I will say that uh, John Goodman is an amazing actor, and if all you can think of him in is Roseanne, you should definitely watch some more stuff with John Goodman in it because. I'm yeah. not saying he's not a good actor. I'm saying that for me, having watched so much fucking Roseanne, like before, right? Any so you got to balance it out by watching the other, other pop. Movies. Yeah, but that's how you, it's like. It's like Rodney Dangerfield. You guys can't recognize that he's such a good actor. Don't group good at playing a scumbag. Don't group us together on that because I don't think Rodney Dangerfield is a scumbag just because he he's plays a, scumbag. a good scumbag. <laughs> you know what he was just so convincing he might be the best actor ever all right because he was all. so fucking convincing yeah that's all it is i like to think he's a scumbag but <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what i'm saying is like for me john goodman is the dad in roseanne so having seen it he was he did amazing in this movie like just he plays like a perfect psychotic, like PTSD, not that yeah. being psychotic and PTSD go hand in hand, but he's just, he's fucking nuts and yeah. he does it very well. And he makes that switch where like one second he's fucking normal. And, and then, then all the next of a sudden, he's like, threatening to shoot dude, somebody what? over them yeah. put, going over the line in their bowl in the bowling alley. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he did an amazing job. It was a league not, game, man. Yeah, I don't want to take, I, I don't want to say by knowing him from Roseanne and that's what I see him in, you know, takes away from his acting. It's just for me, that's where I know him from. And it was like a, you know, we used to sit down and watch Roseanne, like a white trash family. Oh yeah. And they're white trash heroes, man. (laughs) That's just all. That's all. That's what I know him from. And I don't care how many movies I see him in. He's still going to be in Roseanne to me. So it's got nothing to do with him as an actor. Fair enough, man. I'm just, I don't. I want you to appreciate him for for all of his greatness, and if if he you can't move past him being Dan uh, Connor from Roseanne, then I feel like you know, like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Have you ever seen that? No, no, dude, that's a or Death Sentence. He's fucking awesome in that too. Yeah, he's even. I mean, he has a small part in Oh Brother Where Art Thou, another Coen Brothers movie, um, as a Bible salesman. And he's fucking great in that too. I mean, he's good in everything, honestly. But um, but anyway, that's a side note. All right. The what I want to get at is like going into this before I rewatched it and like tried to put some thought into it. My thought about the movie was just amazing characters, uh, amazing like really really good dialogue, really good sharp humor. Um, but a ridiculous story that just is exhausting to try to keep track of. And really like if they're trying to tell this like narrative story, they're really failing in it. 
That was my thought going into it. But then I read, so I had to do some, like I do a little bit of research on the movies on Wikipedia. And like, I read that like part of the story or like part of the film is the fact that there's this ridiculously complicated plot that's overly complex for like no real reason, just to frustrate you. Right. Um, like that's intentional. Don't they, they talk about that in the movie. Well, yeah. I mean, he, the dude says several times, there's a lot of the ones that are not complex. Yeah. I mean, that happens. And then whenever the dude's confronted about the money, he's like, you know, we got a lot of things going on. It's very complicated. You know, I'm trying to get my head around it. But, um, so, all right. So what I want to say though, and like, I don't really know how to approach this without sounding like I'm trying to like, I don't know, be a dick, but like when, um, so like when I was studying, when I was in school, I studied like philosophy. I read a bunch of philosophers and like, I was really into like Kafka and Camus. Right. And both of those guys were like early 20th century philosophers who were like really into this idea of like the absurdity of life. And the idea behind that is really simple. It's just like, you can have whatever plan you want. You can want to do whatever you want, but like life is going to just fuck you over in all these crazy random ways and just ruin everything. And you're not really in control of your life. You're just kind of a player in a life that's just randomly happening without any control on your part. And as I'm watching it and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about how the Coen brothers want you to be frustrated with the plot. I'm thinking about like some of the shit that these guys wrote, like Camus wrote a book called the stranger, um, which is about this guy who basically is put on trial because he didn't and like ends up going like getting in trouble because he like didn't play along with the way that life was supposed to like what he didn't just play his role as life progressed. Um, basically he was put on trial because he didn't act the way he was supposed to at his mother's funeral. And, um, Kafka wrote a book, um, called the trial, which is very similar, except for the guy just wakes up one day and he's arrested. He doesn't know why they don't tell him the charges. He goes through these crazy, like he's trying to figure out what he can do to like get himself. Yeah. To like get himself like you know, to take care of this thing, but he doesn't even know what this thing is. And he's getting tossed around from here to there. Like you got to go see this person. You gotta go see that person. This is the judge. This is, you know, and, but he's never even told what he's being put on trial for. Um, and it's really, the whole story is about just like the randomness of like these events and how he has no control over it. Um, I mean, Kafka's famous for, his book or his short story metamorphosis where a guy wakes up as a giant cockroach. Um, and they don't explain why and he just has to live with it. The big Lebowski is a story just like that, where like the dude just wants to be the dude and he just wants to chill. And you see him continually trying to go back to just like, dude, I just want to live my life. I want a bowl. I want to drink my white Russians. I want to fucking, you know, smoke some weed and like take a bath or like lay on my floor and listen to bowling tapes. Um, 
and the world just keeps fucking it up for him. Like things totally outside of his control. Like the randomness that he has the same name as this other super rich guy, you know, and they mistake him for that guy. Or just the fact that his friend, Walter, his friend, continually fucking ruins everything for him, you know, by doing things that are totally not in his best interest. And all these random characters and random happenings are just going on throughout the movie that are just, you know, he's he's the main character, but he doesn't drive any of the plot. He's just riding along. And like, it's just happening to him. And so watching the movie from that perspective, like really changed the way that I consumed it. And I liked it a lot more. That's what I want to say. Oh, you watch, right. Cause you watched them more than once. Yeah. Well, no, I've seen this movie like 20 times probably. Right. So, you know, to Trev's point, this is a very hyped movie. This is a movie that like Stephanie was like, people like this movie because you're supposed to like this movie because it's cool to like this movie. That is totally right. true. Um, and I would guess that like 90% of the people who like this movie don't ever think about it the way that I was just trying to explain it. Um, they just, you know, it's fun. There's good one liners, you know, and there's good characters and that's all true. But I think that there's something maybe a little bit more there than that. And I think that that makes it a more like full watch. So that's, I mean, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs) That's what you got out of it. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, you know, it's all subjective, right? Right. Right. Um, that's a cool take. Yeah. (laughs) Did you, I, did you find any links between that and, and those philosopher stories or, um, I mean, not like direct links, you know, like not other than the fact that, uh, that Sam Elliott's character is named the stranger. Um, and that right, is Camus right. like most famous work, but, um, no, I just feel like it espoused that kind of philosophy of absurdism where and and like the fact that they keep bringing up nihilism because like absurdism is based on nihilism right cuz like absurdism is about the randomness of life and the only way you can really believe that life is random is to believe that there is like no meaning and so and the fact that nihilism is a constant theme throughout the movie um is kind of another thing that points at it for me um I love that. Yeah. I love that line, by the way, the first time that the girl brings up that bunny brings up that the guy is a nihilist. She says he doesn't care about anything. He's a nihilist. And the dude goes, oh, that must be exhausting. <laughs> 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 Which is great because like the dude doesn't really care about anything. Um, he just wants to fucking chill, you know, um, and poor Donnie. Like Donnie just gets killed for no, like, I mean, that poor fucker is just trying to bowl. He's not even involved in any of this shit. He doesn't get killed. He just has a heart attack because they get attacked by the fucking German nihilists. Um, so, you know, he does, he does die. I fuck you just over and over and over again. (laughs) Fuck you. I fuck you. Yeah, I know. The guy's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And then the other guy's just like, I fuck you. 
Um, but the bottom line is that Donnie dies because of Walter. Like Walter kills Donnie, you know, ultimately. No. Yes. Donnie would have went. Yeah. Donnie went because it was his time because he wrote, he pulled the fucking perfect game. <laughs> no uh, man, it's because Walter that's the, fucked that's everything. That's the build up to it. That's the whole build. That, that, and and Dan, you can put your philosophical views to that. Like he hit his spot, and now he's, you know what I mean? His yeah. life's over. Yeah, uh, I that's that's interesting. Um, no way, man! It's totally just because Walter fucks everything up. <laughs> I think Walter is a fucking nightmare, but uh, I mean, really, he ruins. <laughs> he's, he's literally the worst part of the movie. Like the thing is, like he is literally the only thing pushing the movie because otherwise, the dude would just say "fuck it." Right, right. No, I know. Like the only other person who really is like the catalyst of these things were those two dudes, those two goons who broke in at the beginning of the movie to get the money that Bunny owed their boss. And right. pissed on his carpet, his rug, you know. But um, the Chinaman, the China—that's not the preferred yeah. nomenclature. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. That's great, great line. Um. Anyway, that was my thought. I love. There's other things I really like about it, like stylistically, how like there's very like there's very like retro stuff about it. Like the fact that they're bowling feels very retro. A lot of the music is very retro. Those um those scenes, the the sort of dream sequences feel very like trippy seventies ish. Um, but then there's a lot of it that's very nineties. Um Yeah. And But he loves those credence tapes, man. He does love those credence tapes. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so I like that. I mean, I think stylistically it's, I, I, I think it's really just spot on like across the board. The, the thing that always held me back was the complexity of the plot. Um, but, but looking at it through a certain lens makes it a little more interesting. Oh, I will also add that Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in it is fantastic. Oh um, yeah. Brant. Yeah. He's great in everything, though. Yeah, so. he was great in everything. Um, all right. Well, that's my thoughts. So uh, I guess we can go ahead and and score the movie now and give our metal moment. Yeah. You guys good with that? Sure. Or did anyone else have yeah, anything? Yes. Did anyone else want to add anything else? <laughs> Nope. All right. All right. Nope. You guys, it's like pulling teeth ahead, right now. Daniel Demas. You want you want me to get my score first? Oh no, I was just just wanting to make fun of your philosophy stuff. Listen, man. I it's man, man, it makes sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just think about it. Just think about it from the dude's perspective. Like I'm just trying to live my life and you guys keep fucking it up, you know? Like, that sounds like me when you guys are supposed to call me at a specific time. I called you eight you minutes, eight minutes later, and I yeah, told you beforehand that we were running late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're more of a Walter than you are a dude. All right. That's my that's my that's my fucking real name, you idiot. Yeah. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> it's I meant to be, man. Exactly. Um. I mean, I don't think you anyone's that, real right? name is. Yeah, I did. But I don't think anyone's real name is the dude. I had no idea. Well, now you know. 
and knowing you have to bleep that out no one's supposed to know that oh well i mean we're gonna have to bleep out a lot because we just talked about it (laughs) listen it's just gonna you're just you you put it out there man so it's out there now i know i know i know i'm kidding all right george your movie you score it first what do you give it um i'm gonna give it an eight and a half Jesus, uh, I think I think it's a great movie, man. I had a lot of fun with it, and I've had sure. a lot of fun with it many, many times. So it's it's aged well for me. Um, I really enjoy it, but I mean, it's not like it's not like it's definitely not like the best movie, you know. So eight and a half. Um, my metal moment would be. Um, <laughs> when the when the two guys break into his house the first time and they shove his head in the toilet <laughs> you fucker <laughs> and then like they finally get to ask him like where's the money and he's like I don't know maybe it's down there I'll take another look <laughs> <laughs> you fucker you didn't even say it right I know he, but like he ruined it for you Chris <laughs> uh, well why it's don't just, you it sets the tone fantastically Trev what's the line I think it's it's I think it's down there. Let me take another look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a good Fuck, man. That is good. It's metal it because just, he doesn't sets, even care. <laughs> right, exactly. It totally sets the tone of his character for the whole movie. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything's fucking him over and he's just like fuck it. <laughs> I just want to go back to bowling, man. Yeah. That's a good one, man. All right, Trev, what do you got? What's your score? Five across the board. Five. Five across the board. It's average. It's an it's a, it's an average movie. This it's is a tra- this is a Trev George five, not a Chris Dan five. Yeah, it's five out of ten because you yeah. guys have a ten point scale, <laughs> not a fucking five and a half to ten point scale. One as much as much as I disagree with your your score your uh, score of this movie. Yeah, I do like your scale. <laughs> you know what I have to say to um, that. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) My metal moment is, do you see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? (laughs) Oh, yes. That is good. And then that other fucking guy comes flying out. Yes. So was Larry actually involved in any way other than just, how did his... How did his homework get into the car? He stole the car. Okay. But he didn't steal the money. No, because there was no money in the car. Right. 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 Because the briefcase was empty. Right. It, yeah, it was a ringer. Right. It was a, it's not as good as uh not as good as Walter's ringer, which was full of dirty underwear. <laughs> <laughs> the whites. The whites. Yep, exactly. All right, that's good. I love that. That's a very good one. I love when Walter says he wants his underwear back when they're confronted at the end of the movie. (laughs) Dude, that was a lot of underwear, man. I would be like, that would be very problematic to to lose like that much underwear. (laughs) You think like, what's that? Like, that would definitely twenty pairs of underwear. At least ten, at least ten pairs of underwear. Right. Anybody else yeah, got a guess other than me? I I definitely say at least ten, but I would not say twenty. Okay, so more at least ten, less than twenty. That's fair. 
All right. I'll give it 14. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you got, man? Four. Four. Oh, <laughs> four. Wow, Chris, you went off the you went off the deep end on this. This yeah, movie you fucking sucked. Um. <laughs> oh wow, Chris, you're just full so, of hot takes, man. The <laughs> the metal moment is when he's uh he's dudes hammering the board to the floor to pin the chair up against the door (laughs) and then he doesn't do it right because the door opens in the opposite direction so the bad guys open the door and the fucking chair just falls that's my another moment Uh, the dude's reaction he just stares he's like oh fuck (laughs) it's fantastic it's exactly how I would picture George to react every reaction of the dude (laughs) is what I picture George's reaction being yeah, <laughs> like when I can see that. Like when he's in the bathtub and they come bursting in, <laughs> he's not like, get the fuck out of my house. Considering the fact that he's been wrapped up in this shit for the last like several days of his life, you know, he's just like, hey, this is a private residence, man. <laughs> like, you think they came in here on accident, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That was good. All right. Well, I'm going to give the movie, uh, I think I'll give it, I think I'll give it an eight. Um, I think it's a really good movie. Uh, and why I don't understand you guys. I mean, I feel like I just explained it pretty thoroughly why I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I I think that. I don't. I don't know. We've we've already said really everything that I think. Uh, the characters are great. The dialogue's great. Um, y- you know, I-, I like the absurdist nature of the plot and how it's just totally random and all over the place. Um, and yeah, that's really that's that's really it. I enjoyed it a lot more this time than I have in previous attempts to watch it. I think part of that was also expectation because in previous attempts to watch it, um, I was expecting to love it. And I was, I was kind of, you know, it was, I was kind of bored, but this time I was expecting to be bored. Um, but I kind of went into it with some fresh thoughts and I liked it a lot more than I, than I thought I would. So that was, you're so cliche. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why am I cliche? (laughs) Did what I said about them was what I said about the movie. What you would have expected someone to say about the movie? Yes. Fuck you. No, it was not. You I motherfucker. Know, I, know. <laughs> I know. Um. Anyway, my metal moment is when uh, the whole movie, the whole movie, Walter has. I mean, it's it's weird to say it, but he has restrained his rage because he's not actually acted out any of his any of his rage other than screaming at people and pointing guns at people. But when those Germans show up and they burn the dude's car and they're standing out there and and they're like, we want our money. And he's like, you know, you don't have the girl you don't get the ransom that's not how it works and uh they're like they're gonna fuck you up and he just finally like has the freedom to just fucking fight somebody and he just fucking throws that ball at that one guy 
and just kills him. Is that Flea? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it is. from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he just goes after that big guy, like the, the main guy, and he bites his fucking ear off. Uh, it's just so great. It's so great. I'm just like, good, Walter. I'm glad you had the chance to really get out some of that rage. Um, that is probably that's, a good, that's, a, that's like the biggest metal moment in the movie. I, I, I thought, just forgot about it. I thought it was pretty it. fun. And he's like, run, you know, he's running around with like blood dripping down his face. Um, but I, I, you know, I think part of his rage is because of his PTSD. Part of it's probably because, um, he, you know, he has to, you know, he, his, his ex-wife still has him on a leash and I'm sure that he's got a lot of pent up anger about that. Um, taking care of her dog while she's on vacation with her, her boyfriend or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah. You know, I feel bad for Walter, but I also really hate him. And I say that he is the reason that Donnie died. So I'll always blame him for Donnie's death. And then, you know, getting Donnie all over the dude when they're pouring out the ashes. (laughs) Yeah, that was an asshole move. Out of the coffee. Yeah, that was definitely his fault. That part was his fault. Uh, All right. Well, those are my thoughts about it. I'm very interested for you guys listening to tell us what you think about the Big Lebowski. Um, I generally have heard mostly positive opinions about it, but I feel like it's a movie that's so loved that it is a letdown for a lot of people. The way it was for Chris and yeah, big time. I wouldn't say it's a letdown for you, Trev. Considering like yeah, it was just oversaturated. It was oversaturated. Right, it was too much all the time. Yep. Um, but I would say go into it if, if you haven't watched it and you plan on it, go into it. Um, just thinking like about the absurdity of life and how you can just be trying to live your life and some motherfuckers can break into your house and shove your head in the toilet because they mistake you for someone else and you can't do anything about it. And that can set a bunch of things in motion that totally fuck everything up and end up with your best friend having a heart attack and dying. That could happen to you tomorrow. So there you go. I gotta say the dude can take a punch. Yeah. He gets the shit beat out of him like several times. (laughs) Oh yeah. And he just keeps on going. And he can still, and he's the bull man and drive. What? Man, when he gets his car back and he's playing the tapes and he's like super hyped, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's like, I mean, he is just, he is feeling himself. Like he's having a day. Yeah. And then everything's better. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. And then shit gets fucked up. I know. That's the whole movie. Every time he thinks he's like coming back. It's like, no, they keep pulling him, pulling him back into it. All right. Listen, I have some, I have some, uh, shout outs I want to do for Twitter. Are you guys ready for that? Yep. Yes, Um, sir. Okay. Hey. Yeah. I have to go. You fucker. You just wanted to come on here. Tell us how much you hate the big Lebowski and then bounce. Yes. It's, it's, it's 1148 at night, Dan. Yeah. Is it? I got to drive to Pittsburgh in the morning. Well, dude, listen, be safe on your drive to Pittsburgh. 
If someone All pisses right. on your rug, don't go try to like get a rug back. Just you know, deal with Let it. Let it go. Let it go, guys. Man. I appreciate I appreciate you always letting me on to talk shit. Anytime, man. Anytime, dude. Anytime. Be sorry, safe. I'm, sorry, I'm cutting out short on this one. But. That's all good, man. I guess we probably right, won't get well, a rewind on this one since you were on the episode. No, but but rewinds are going to start soon, I promise. I just have to get the move. All right, man. Sounds good. Awesome. Good luck with the rest of the all move right, and be safe tomorrow. All right, all right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Take care. You too, man. Later. Bye. Okay. So. I posted, I, I tweeted out saying our uh, our B up, we're recording our B episode tonight, and we'll be discussing either Bill Te- Bill and Ted, The Big Lebowski, or Beavis and Butthead Do America. So drop a reply if you have any opinions on any of these, and we'll shout you out. I probably should have read these tweets before I said which movie we picked because most of them are like which movie these people would have picked, uh, but I forgot because we usually do it at the end. So, you know, they will seem a little weird, but I still want to show these people out. Cause I said I would, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's pull them up. Here we go. The first one is from our good friends, uh, at geek exploration podcast. Um, who, uh, said, I have opinions on all of these. All three are good movies. The Big Lebowski is probably the best film of the bunch, but I would gladly watch any of them right now. I very much agree with that. I think they're all very good movies. But I will say, as soon as George picked The Big Lebowski, I knew it would win. So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just that next tier up. Uh, All right. Next, I've got a tweet from Reverie Crime Podcast. Um, Reverie True Crime Podcast, sorry. Uh, saying the big Lebowski is so great and also has a soft spot in my heart. My best friend passed away a few years ago. He and I would have movie marathons and that one was always in the mix. We would quote lines from it often. Well, um, that's a really sad, but really great memory. So, um, you know, that, you know, can't really, uh, can't really argue with that. What? What would uh, what would you uh, and this guy rate the film? Let yeah. us know. Yeah, let us know. What? Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. All right. Um, sorry for your loss. You know that, but it's good that you have that memory with him, and it's a great movie to share memories with. You know. Um, next we've got Cinematic Adventures. Says since Bill and Ted are about to face the music, I'd say revisit them. That was my thought, Cinematic Adventures. That's why I put them up on the uh, on the block. But unfortunately, we didn't get enough Twitter votes. But that's all right. The Big Lebowski was good, too. Uh, shocked and Applaud said, Bill and Ted's transition to television is better than Beavis and Butthead's transition to movies. And they said, fight me. So I don't think I can agree with that because the Bill and Ted show was not great <laughs> and it was not voiced by Alex Winter and uh, Keanu Reeves. I didn't know there was a show. Exactly. Um, I think the Beavis and Butthead movie is pretty good. I don't know if it is good as the show, but I think it was a pretty good transition to film. So I don't know that I can I agree with that, that, but I also don't want to fight you and we do appreciate your comments. What does Trev think of uh, Beavis and Butthead? 
I don't know. He's gone, so I can't say. He sa- I think he said he thought it was funny. He said. He did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. Next up, H.M. Giles says, The Big Lebowski. This movie doesn't come up enough when we talk about old flicks. Does 98 count as old? I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. It's old, man. <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, it's not ago. its not like the 70s or something, but it's fucking a long time ago. I mean, it was a while ago, but like, you know, we've covered some shit going back to the 50s. I mean, even stuff all the way back to, what was Nosferatu, the 20s? 20s. Yeah, yeah but it's like old, old. Yeah. I don't know. 98, I don't know. I guess it's, a cl- it's in the classic time frame. I guess I'm not comfortable with it, but I'll take it. It's old enough to drink, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, shoot the flick says they'd love a shout out. Well, here's your shout out. Shoot the flick. Um, we definitely want Bill and Ted uh, because that movie is most excellent. I totally agree. It is excellent. It seems like from these comments, Bill and Ted should have won, but uh, I guess the silent majority, you know, the Lebowski fans are just, I don't know. They're just chilling, man. They're just chilling, drinking white Russians. Uh, Time Shifters podcast says they're all fantastic films, but all so, so, so very different from each other. Beavis and Butthead is more clever than many people give it credit for. Totally agree with that. Bill and Ted is like the Looney Tunes brought to life. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh and uh, Lebowski, well, I mean, he's the dude. All true. Good comment. Uh, on Second Watch Podcast said, you know we're all about Bill and Ted. Uh, that's because On Second Watch has done a Bill and Ted um, review. They did, Bill and, they did Bill and Ted episode, maybe episodes. I can't remember if it was more than one. I think it was. So go check those out because we didn't cover Bill and Ted. So they did a good job on it. Uh Round and Round podcast said, you guys are just, why? I think that's in reference to the choices because they were tough choices. But, you know, life is full of tough choices. Uh, Young Nostalgia podcast says, Bill and Ted, of course. Um, Hunter Warrior 17739, so that's one of our Alita fans, says, uh, do you have a moment to talk about the dude? <laughs> like uh like a door-to-door Jesus salesman. Um the dude abides. Uh horror dads says Bill and Ted is hell. I love that. As hell. Uh the Grand Rapidians. We love the Grand Rapidians. They say uh The Big Lebowski is one of the most quotable movies of all time. I think that's fair. Uh and Ginger from the Grand Rapidians Play Video Games podcast says it's also the best one of the three, just barely, but it is. I, I think that's fair. I mean, like, disagree. Cinematically, I think it probably is the strongest film. I'd um, give it a just barely, though. Yeah. I mean, both of the other movies are fucking fantastic. Uh, I mean, I would say Beavis and Butthead Do America is good. I would say Bill and Ted's is pretty is pretty good. Is a little bit above Beavis and Butthead. I love it, man. But I would say The Big Lebowski is on another tier. I mean, it is like real filmmaking. The other two movies are just kind of like fun. 
Um, the Big Lebowski is a lot more thought out as a movie. Is kind of my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, it might not be as fun to watch, though, Chris, to your point. Uh, Pub Trivia Experience podcast says, Pub Trivia Experience. You should talk to them, Chris. Maybe they do bar trivia. They do a podcast about bar trivia. You should go on there. Uh, they say the words dude, man, and or fuck are used approximately once every 13 seconds in the movie. And that fact alone is glorious. Uh, I didn't know. I don't know that. I haven't checked it, but they are a trivia podcast, so they're probably right. So, Chris, maybe you should add that to your trivia. <laughs> uh, Spencer Scott Holmes said, all right, some Beavis and Butthead. That VHS was such a classic to have. Yes, it was a great one. And I have it. And Chris has it. Uh, nice Dude Productions says, Bill and Ted, most excellent. Uh, oh Brother Podcast said, The Dude Abides, Nuff Said. And that is all the shout outs. That's a lot of fucking shout outs, guys. That is a lot We're of We're getting some outs. great interaction, which makes me really happy. Yeah, thanks for commenting. Yeah. Comment on like whatever we said about the movie. And if you think any of us are stupid or full of shit, like I could definitely hear somebody telling me, Dan, you're full of shit. All that like philosophy bullshit was stupid. You sounded like you were trying to be smart and you just sounded like an asshole. I could hear someone saying that. So if you want to say that, you should. Uh, if you think Chris is crazy for finding it super boring, tell him why it's not super boring and why he should rewatch it. I can't promise he will. But he also has a no, bunch of no, horror movies no to attention. watch. <laughs> he has a no bunch attention. of movies, a bunch of movies that he needs to watch for me. Uh, they're probably all going to be garbage, by the way. But, um, you know, you got to get to those anyway. So you can put the, the Big Lebowski on the back burner for the moment. Oh, for, I'm good for another 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, man, I don't know. It, you know, it's I I get that it's not for everyone. It, it's not even my like I said. It's not even my favorite movie, so I'm not offended. It wasn't even my fucking pick. I'm the only one who doesn't have a win still. Let's um, keep it that way, Dan. I mean, well, George, let's keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> Air five, Chris. Oh, collude! Talk about fucking collusion. There's some collusion for you. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we should probably wrap it up. Not denying let, it. let me just say, um, if anybody is interested in commenting or you know reaching out to us, you can find us on all social media: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're at the Movie Seller. No underbars. No, nothing fancy. Um, you can email us at themovieseller at gmail.com. Uh, we're on all the platforms, whatever fucking platform you're listening to us, you know, we're on that. Um, but you can leave us a review on iTunes, um, or you can leave us a review on Podchaser. We'll read those on the air. We read anything on the air that, you know, any messages we get or emails, unless you tell us not to. Um, so yeah, do that. And also we're still running our VHS for T1D campaign. We're still getting donations. Uh, we're still going to be airing those episodes. So keep your ear out for those. Uh, I think we've said it before, but we'll be airing our regular season episodes every other week, the same way we did for the first season. And on those off weeks, we'll do VHS for T1D or we'll do some you pick them episodes or we'll do some, you know, we've got, 
We've got Hatter Day matinee, which we've only ever done once. We got to do that again. Um, yeah, we should do that because the the season is you pick them, so we don't need to do a you pick them. Yeah, but we might have some friends that want to like come on the show, you know, and we want to let them. We oh, wanna, right, that's true. We want to let our friends on the show if they want to hang out with us and add some like you know quality opinions to our garbage opinions. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I think we're good. Uh, are you guys good? Bye. Oh, yeah. You pick up.